beat the bullies, laugh in the face of danger, fight for truth. Going where no conservative has gone before, it's time for the Kelly Truth Squad with William J. Kelly. The Truth Squad's Week in Review begins right now. Welcome to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, and it is great to be back, let me tell you. We have been uh, off the radio. We have been in exile for, uh, for far too long, but the Truth Squad is back on the air in Chicago with our, our new flagship station, WCEV, and uh, notify the affiliates around the country that we are going to be going over because there's so much to talk about, okay? There's so many things that uh, have obviously happened since we've been away, but uh, and and, uh, and there are just new things every day, and um, and uh, you know just for the just uh, just just for the for 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 a little uh, point of reference, okay? Uh, we've got uh, obviously our our fans, our friends, our followers, but uh, we also have uh, new listeners. They may not be familiar with the Truth Squad, and uh, so first of all, let me just uh, let me just welcome the new producer of the Kelly Truth Squad. The legendary Maureen O'Loughlin. Maureen, thank you for being here. With every great, uh, with every great media empire and every great organization, political party, um, civilization, it's it's the people. You know what I mean? It's it's the people that make it great. So uh, so we have uh, Maureen O'Loughlin uh, producing the show, and and this is going to be a whole new uh, chapter in the Truth Squad. And then of course, it wouldn't be the Truth Squad without Warner Todd Huston. Warner, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Bill, and it's great to be back on the air. Warner Todd Houston here. Houston? I don't know why you always do that. Well, now, wait a second. How how long have we known each other? You know, we're starting already. (laughs) This would be already. We've just been on the air 14 seconds. Now, excuse me, but are you you operating under an alias? Uh, Well... You know, I, I can't say. I wouldn't be an <laughs> alias anymore if I said it. No, because here's the thing. First of all, um, and you really are Warner Todd Houston. That is And you it. know why? Because I can tell because of the hat, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the signature hat. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, and he, but here's the weird thing, is that if you're going to have an alias, okay, not that I would know, um, not that I'm planning anything, okay, but... If you are going to have an alias, it should be a name that sounds completely different than your actual name. To to go around and say, okay, you know, uh, my real name is Warner Todd Houston. I know it's a little distinctive, isn't it? Warner Todd Houston. That's very distinctive. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but if you uh, but then if you're trying to like uh, somehow elude people, and then you uh, and then you slightly change your name to Warner Todd Huston. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's a big change. That, that, that would not. That would, would not. Yeah, exactly. And, and I've given a lot of thought. I, I, I wouldn't say a lot of thought, but uh, probably more thought to this than the average person. Okay. Maybe um, I'll go under Ram Emanuel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, but like, if you want to disguise yourself, okay, then what you have to do is you have to like the average person. Like I know you. Everybody knows you for your hat. Right, it's true. Yeah, my many fedoras. I have uh, about a hundred of these things, all Stetsons and uh, things from the 1940s and 20s and 30s and 50s. There you go. So, like for example, if you wanted to go to, uh, incognito, if you wanted to somehow go underground where nobody would ever recognize you, then that would mean that you could never wear a hat. Well, because maybe I'll put on a baseball cap. No one would ever expect that from me. There you go. Okay. Well, very, very likely. But, but the truth <laughs> of the matter is that if you want to totally and completely disguise yourself, then um, you have to go completely against 
the the image that you've uh, that you've already created. I know. I'll put on an Obama shirt. There you go. You see, then that would be the perfect disguise. Nobody would in, uh, under that circumstance. Nobody would ever ever know that it was you. Wanted. Absolutely not. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's right. We are we're back. The the Kelly Truth Squad on the air. We we were knocked off. Uh, we our, our previous radio station. I've been fired from all the the the, the best radio stations. Thrown out of the finest hotels and. Uh, prevented from even entering some of the nicest restaurants but which uh, is one step beyond me because i can't even get in i can't even get in the door at least you got in the door once <laughs> there you go but uh but yeah that's right we were thrown off of uh wind uh here in the chicago land uh because we had the audacity to challenge rahm Emanuel's petitions for mayor and uh because on the basis of residency because as anyone knows anyone who knows anything about politics would know that uh, you uh, can't run for uh, for uh, for mayor of the city of Chicago if you're not a, re- a legal resident of the city of Chicago, which uh, I think historians will note, um, you know, in some future time where uh, history and politics are separate, uh, distinct uh, <laughs> from each other, uh, hi- historians will note that uh, Rahm Emanuel, in fact, did not fulfill the legal residency requirements to be a candidate for mayor of the city of Chicago. But that's, that's, uh, that's all academic now. That's all uh, right, because right. Uh, cause he, he... dead voters under the bridge. As yeah, exactly right. He is, in fact, the mayor. But uh, at any rate, I, I got off to a kind of a shaky start with, uh, with our future mayor. When I was, uh, when I was at WIND, I, I, asked, I went to that Columbus Day Parade, and I asked about the, um, his residency status. And if you recall, uh, a, report, a reporter for CBS, uh, Jay Levine. What are on the deck here? Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was it right there. Um, Jay Levine, he, uh, he, uh, the, the chief uh, political correspondent for CBS News in Chicago, he, he took offense at the fact that I wanted to ask Rahm a question. So, um, and then, of course, um, the icing on the cake I think what what really ended up killing me at WIND was when I was when I started doing parody songs, um, <laughs> yeah. and um, so uh, I don't know just uh, just for old time's sake just uh, just to f- to wrap up the history lesson here um, I'm going to sing Rombo Corruption, um, and then we're going to start the new show the new season the new year with uh, a new guest and a new topic for uh, for the future. Um, but, um, but in, but in the meantime, we're going to, uh, we're, we're just taking a little stroll down memory lane. Yeah. Water. Well, you know, what? Uh, over there, Mr. Levine, apparently his slogan is all the news that's fit to punch. Ah, that's what I think it was. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of fun. Uh, Physical uh, threats from the media. <laughs> <laughs> I like and that. I see you've got your media credential. Uh, you're wearing yes. it with yes, you, so as a matter of fact. I wish. Uh, you know what we have to do is just uh, get uh, Skype and a video camera in here so that people can actually see what uh, what I'm talking about. But uh, the we'll, Kelly cam. There you go. We'll get that up and running uh, uh, for next week. But um, but you you are in fact wearing your media credential. I've been thrown. I've literally uh, had uh, a few altercations, not altercations, not, uh, I guess, technically altercations. <laughs> yes. Altercations. Okay, altercations, <laughs> sure. I, I guess that word uh, is uh, technically correct. Um, that uh, is uh, with the fact that uh, I did not have a media credential on my person uh, at a few of these press conferences. But guess what? 
I do now oh, yeah. actually have a meteor credential. Imagine fact, that. You know, I'm going to post a picture of it on the I Kelly Truth Squad. So uh, all the world can see kellytruthsquad.com if you want to see uh, an authentic uh, meteor credential in the uh, with, in the name. But uh, but without any further ado, why are there so many rumors about Rambo and what? Is he trying to hide? Rombo's a villain, merely a bully. And Rombo is not on our side. So we've been told that he's our next mayor, but not without residency someday we'll find it the rombo corruption the reporters the reformers and me daily is under his spell we know that it's probably money said that every vote would have to be counted like the accounting at Freddie Mac someone must pay for this probably taxpayers we've all been stabbed in the back where are the jobs that the state Stimulus is creating. Is this the end of democracy? Someday we'll find it. The Rambo corruption. The reporters, the reformers, and me. Yes. Oh, I got a tear in my eye. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but I do. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, Just a, ju- we're just taking a little stroll, a little stroll down memory lane. But we're, but we're not going to live in the past. You know why? Because there's so much going on in this new season of the Kelly Truth Squad. Kelly Truth Squad TV is, uh, is coming soon. We're in full production, and we're going to be launching that uh, show in, uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. All those details are at kellytruthsquad.com. If you want to follow us on the Facebook and the Twitter, uh, then uh, by all means do that. Uh, because we've also got a lot of events coming up. We're going to be doing all the... Uh, we're going to be going out uh, and uh, actually um, conducting our own debates, fostering our own debates. And, um, and uh, I know that we've got... <laughs> we've got uh, we, we, we have a lot more ROM stories to cover as well. Uh, the G8 is coming to, to Chicago. Now, if I were a mayor, first of all, as, a, as somebody who loves Chicago, as somebody who has lived in Chicago my entire life, as somebody who lives currently in downtown Chicago, okay, as a, as a person who loves Chicago, as a person who lives in Chicago, as a person who has a business in Chicago, I, I'm not thrilled about having the G8 or this other... Um, uh, you know this other NATO uh, summit uh, coming to Chicago. What what are your thoughts, Warner? Yeah, it would it would be as bad. Well, 
I don't know as bad, but it, it'd be bad. Like having the Olympics here, that that would was a horrible idea. But this isn't good either. I mean, how many times have you seen these G8 summits erupt into total anarchy? Yes, uh, in the streets, uh, and, and of course our. Uh, uh, our uh, Orwellian uh, new, right. new mayor has already announced that he's going to crack down before there's anything to crack down on. Exactly, which was interesting. Uh, you know, I, he he's very famous for making the, for for essentially saying never let a good crisis go to waste. Exactly right. And uh, and you you almost kind of wonder if he's just creating a crisis. For the purpose, you know, it's one thing. It's bad enough to have the mentality that to take advantage of a crisis of some type of uh, something that's bad for your city, your town, your community, uh, something that will cause uh, your people some uh, headaches or hardship. But then to actually go out and create the crisis to begin with, which, uh, you know, uh, so that you could take advantage of it. Uh, it doesn't seem like uh, the kind of leadership that I would want in a mayor. Well, at the very least, he's inviting it by, yeah. you know, by setting up all these stringent rules ahead of time. Yeah. And, and then claiming they're permanent, not just for the G8, but the, right. he intends these stringent uh, rules to be permanent. Right. Uh, you know, he, it, it seems like uh, freedom of speech and uh, uh, and uh, uh, does not seem to be a big uh, priority of the mayors. Right, the exactly. F- the First Amendment, I already know for a fact, firsthand knowledge that, that he is not a fan of the First Amendment. Um, I would probably be uh, doing the morning show over at WIND right now if, if, that, if, uh, if you were. But, uh, but, um, well, he's in favor of his own. Uh-huh. First Amendment rights, but not everyone else's. I, I think. see. I think that's how it works. Oh, okay. Well, you see, now at least I know what the game. The, what, now at least I know what the the, the rules are. <laughs> you see, so uh, so I will be able to. I, I'll be able to uh, now. Now that I know that I'm on an unequal playing field, then I'll just have to play even harder. I'll just have to work even harder, and uh, and and uh, and I know I will because uh, that's typically the way I I I, uh, I try to handle all of the uneven playing fields that I've that I've uh, that I've encountered in my life. And that's a conservative message anyway, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Work hard, play hard. Work hard and uh work harder than everybody else and play harder than everybody else. And uh <laughs> so uh okay, well then that's then that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, and um and when we come back, we're going to have uh, a good friend of yours, actually, uh, and uh, I, I would almost a colleague of yours. Indeed, uh, Ben Howell, uh, Red State, the I, I would say the premier conservative website blog uh, uh, that you can find yes, anywhere indeed. anywhere in the country. And Ben has been uh, one of those characters that he he's out there with the viral videos. Um, he's uh, he's also. Uh, you know, he, he's probably their top guy, or one of the top guys over there, clearly. Yes, indeed. Yes, he is. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Ben. Obviously, we want to uh, talk some national politics. We want to find out what uh, what his thoughts are, um, you know, coming out of um, Iowa and heading into, uh, you know, all of these uh, new, the, all of the, the uh uh, the, these uh, primary states, right, How the whole national you, scene, yeah, yeah, national national stuff all the way. So, what did you, uh, what did you f- uh, feel? Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the uh, kind of the, the uh, Santorum Romney? Uh, well, that was a nail biter, wasn't it? Yes, I mean, it did. Wow, uh, I don't think there's been that much activity and excitement for an Iowa caucus for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And Santorum, the comeback kid coming from nowhere, and sure. But you know, it shows that retail politics won the day. Yes. Because the three top guys, Ron Paul in third place, uh, Mitt Romney by eight teeny votes in first place, and Santorum in second place, all three of them spent a lot of money and and uh, uh, have built big organizations in Iowa. 
and and that that turned the trick. The other candidates just couldn't couldn't compete. Got it. All right. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what Ben has to say. Obviously, uh, the goal is to f- is to is to actually identify the the candidate that is uh, going to beat uh, Barack Obama in uh, November of uh, of uh, 2012 and uh, change the course of uh, of history. Never fear. William J. Kelly is here. More with the Kelly Truth Squad after this. This is William J. Kelly. Now that the U.S. Supreme Court has overturned the Chicago handgun ban, it's time to get ready. Chicagoans are now finally able to keep and bear arms to protect themselves and their families, and it's about time. All you have to do is complete a Chicago certification course at Illinois Gunworks, and that is the only place you need to go. It's easy. I just did it myself. Illinois Gunworks offers the Chicago certification course and a bunch of other training courses with the best experts in town. State certified instructors, the kind of people you want training you. You could spend the whole day at Illinois Gunworks. They carry most brands and can special order any kind you'd like. Just call Illinois Gunworks at 773-889-1114 or visit IllinoisGunworks.com. Illinois Gunworks is located at 7229 West Grand Avenue in Elmwood Park. Make Illinois Gunworks your first stop today. Beat the bullies. Laugh in the face of danger. Fight for truth. Going where no conservative has gone before. It's time for the Kelly Truth Squad with William J. Kelly. The Truth Squad's Week in Review begins right now. Welcome to the Kelly Truth Squad Week in Review. I am William J. Kelly. Buckle in. Stick with us here. We're going to tell the truth. And, um, and, and so to a certain extent, the fact that there's this huge vacuum of, uh, of truth, you know, a, a lack of truth in the media has actually only helped us. So thank you, mainstream media. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is uh, that we have with us a great guy, a funny guy. That's the other thing that we need more in the media these days is a little humor. And uh, I think both parties need to, to, to appreciate the, the value of humor. Okay, he's a guy from Chicago. Uh, he's, a, I, if I, 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 I want to get a little bit more into his, his background, his history, you know, cause, uh, cause I'm from Chicago. Uh, you're, you're from Chicago too, aren't you, Brian? I am. And, um, South side, uh, South side, right? South side. Check, <laughs> checking in. <laughs> there you go. So I grew up on the South side of Chicago as well, which is why I can't talk. But, uh, but you know what? I, I'm not going to let a little, uh, a little obstacle like that stand in my way. No, no, sir. It's uh, it hasn't stopped. It hasn't prevented me from uh, from being on the radio in the past. But uh, so why should why should I why should I learn how to talk now, huh? Um. Well, anyway, do we have do we have Reggie with us? Reggie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. What's going on? <laughs> Reggie is using his Barack Obama voice because no, Barack not o- yet. <laughs> because Barack Obama he said that he was going to create jobs. And I do know one thing is for sure. He has, he has created at least one job for sure. And that is for a Barack Obama impersonator um, named Reggie. Reggie Brown, how are you doing, brother? I'm awesome, man. I'm, uh, you know I'm a Chi-Town native, too. Yeah. So I'm missing Chicago right now, man. Wow. So what, what part of Chicago did you grow up in? 
Well, I was born in Maywood and then uh, grew up over off of uh, 3538 West 60th and then lived off of 63rd and Kildare for a little while over by Midway and uh, still got some family right in that general neighborhood and um, then moved out to Bolingbrook and after school came back down and I was living downtown Chicago from the time I was 21 until I moved out here to Los Angeles two years ago. I love it. I love it. I, and I especially love the, you know, all the affiliates around the country, people listening and, and, and thinking that every street in Chicago is just a random series of numbers. <laughs> you know <laughs> Where did you grow up? Oh, uh, 164, 59, 22. You know, it's like, what the hell is that? You know, but uh, anyway, well, very, very cool. And you've made, you've made some, some pretty crazy news of your own. Just, you know, yeah, as, yeah, you were now let's set the, let's set the stage for, for, uh, for our listeners here. You were hired as a Barack Obama impersonator to come out to a Republican Party event and uh, warm up the crowd, tell a few jokes. That's correct, sir. And all hell broke loose. <laughs> what? Say that again? And all hell broke loose. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny because, you know, when the call came in, my manager, Dustin Gold, he's just like, we have this awesome opportunity the Republican Leadership Conference wants you down in New Orleans. And I was excited because we had just performed for the Republicans of San Diego County um, oh. a few weeks prior to that. And then the day beforehand, he's like, you're never going to believe this. You're going to be live on C-SPAN. So I was thinking, this is it. This is Whoa. the opportunity to kind of break out of, you know, where I'm, I've been known on the corporate comedy circuit for a while. That's what I've been doing. But I was still kind of flying under the radar, picking up roles here and there on television. So people were starting to figure out who I who I am. And sure. uh, I just figured this was kind of a breakout performance opportunity. So we went down. Everyone was excited backstage. Charlie Davis was all geared up. He had his wife come take pictures of me. Everything was all fun. And everyone's like, I can't wait for you to get up there. So I go up there. I feel like I'm rocking it. The audience is really responding. Everything's going well. And, um, <laughs> I started in on the uh, Republican candidates, you know, first with my Romney joke and you got a little oohs and ahs and then some laughs too. I mean, it was pretty And, balanced, and what but... is the Romney joke? If I may, may I make a request? Can I have the? Uh, can yes, I have? Can. May I please have uh, a uh, Barack Obama delivering delivering a Romney joke, if I may? Uh, well, listen. Yeah, uh, yes, you can. Now, <laughs> uh, I said that I'm sure that one day Mitt Romney would make a great president, <laughs> along with his first lady, and second lady, and third lady. <laughs> So that kind of got him riled up, and uh, I think they're here. Um, excuse me, Reggie. Um, I have yeah. to inform you that we uh, have got to yank you from the program today. No, 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 don't go anywhere. We are we are going to run to a, a quick commercial. Can you please stick with us for uh, for one more segment? I'll always stick by you. Oh, thank you so much, brother. I will. We will be right back with more of Reggie Brown as Barack Obama, and much, much more. Never fear, William J. Kelly is here. More with the Kelly Truth Squad. After this. If you need the latest news and opinion, look no further than veteran political blogger Warner Todd Houston. You know him from his work on Red State, Breitbart.com, 
his local political blogs at Chicago Now and Publius Forum, and as the co-host of the Kelly True Squad every week. Now Warner Todd Houston has a new political blog you need to know for local political news in Chicago and Illinois at PrairieStateReporter.com. When you need news you can rely on without the dirty political spin, visit PrairieStateReporter.com now. Welcome back, Truth Squad. I'm William Kelly. We've got uh, Reggie Brown, the uh, Barack Obama impersonator who has made quite, quite, <laughs> quite the headlines. But Reggie, are you there? Yes. Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> you were you were uh, in the middle of uh, of stirring up controversy, a firestorm oh, of yes, controversy. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So the Romney joke went over, and then you know started in on uh, Palenti and uh, Ingrid, and then I got into my Bachman joke, and I was one line in, and I started hearing the like silent horns, you know, these <laughs> soft horns playing in the background, and kind of. <laughs> came up on me Oscar style and then I tried to deliver my joke and my mic cut out and came back in and then what? um the gentleman came up on stage, told me my time was up, I thanked the audience backstage and you know, they told me my time was up. I thought that was honestly why I was taken off the stage or and right. um, they said things were gonna be tight around there and they had been um all weekend for everyone to get their slots. Sure. And, um then uh, you know, went back, everyone's oh you did great, you did great and even when um I got um Outside of the uh, the conference, all the people were like, "Oh my God, why did they pull you off stage? You were hilarious." I'm like, "Oh, it's just the time thing. Is you know, I was over my time, and oh, you're so funny. You're the best part of the conference, and that was awesome to hear because I was a surprise guest there, and I, you know, people really weren't planning on seeing me there. And then um, glad I could liven things up and do the job I was paid to do. And yes, you know, then I get home to the hotel room, and all these articles start popping up online, like one after another after another, <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, what's going on? And, and Reggie, kind of spun out of control. I have to say, you handled that situation with such class. Uh, you know, that's what really blew my mind because you didn't really know. I mean, well, first of all, it sounds like you know, in your mind, you, you thought that it really was just a time thing. But uh, but the way you were like, thank you, thank you for having me. God bless you. God bless America. You know that was that. You know you know that was really for me. That was that. You know that just showed a lot of class on your part. Thank you. You yes. know, and I really appreciate that. It means a lot to uh, to hear it because I do. I, I make a conscious effort to, you know, be a good person pretty much <laughs> right. all the time. And I, I just went there and did my thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and thank God that it did spark the controversy because it's given the world the opportunity to know who I am. And Yes. Um, I've been getting you know, calls and letters and things. I'm not joking, all around the world. You know, Japan, London, uh, Chile, like everyone who now knows who I am. So I thank the Republican Leadership Conference yeah. and Charlie Davis for inviting me down and you know, for everything that happened, because it couldn't have been better for business. You know something, Reggie? That that is such an incredibly important point that you make right now. Is that sometimes in life, it's the adversity, it's the it's the fire that uh, tests somebody and and causes them to actually be successful. Where other where if they had just had a comfortable life or an easy life or something handed to them, they wouldn't have risen to the top. You know, when you think of you know, Ronald Reagan, you know, here's a guy, he had a very similar, oddly enough, situation where, uh, where he was at a debate and they wanted to cut off his mic 
and and uh, and he actually stood up and he he took the microphone in his hand and he said, "Mr. Chairman, I'm paying." Or actually, let me let me try. Well, Mr. Chairman, I'm paying for this microphone, and uh, and that was actually that was awesome. yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much, um, and. Uh, he, he actually that was that was actually a, a moment in his life in his career that turned that was a turning point for him where people for the first time saw him as a leader because prior to that they just thought of him as a very affable person they knew him as an actor you know they looked at him as somebody that they liked somebody who was articulate yeah. somebody who was attractive but couldn't really be president. He couldn't really, you know, stand up for himself under any actual adversity. Well, oddly enough, it was something as simple as saying, "No, no, 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 no. You're not going to turn off my microphone. Uh, I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm here. I paid for this. You know, I, I got dressed up in my uh, in my prom outfit, and you know, I showed up today, and and I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave until I say what I, I came here to say. You know what I mean? And um, and uh, and now I'm embellishing. He didn't actually say all of those things, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know. But it was it was that it was that you know that kind of turned the tide for him in his political career. Uh, so what have you been? I mean, what is what is now? You were recently on the Bill Maher show as a result of this. Yeah, and that's been a dream of mine for so long. I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, Bill Maher's and you know Real Time and everything. Sure. And um, I I mean his writing team is amazing, and it was sure. just great to. I've been trying to get on that show for eight months. Well, you know, I, I've been I've made him custom videos. You know, like busting jokes and done everything I could to get on. And uh, Scott Stenholm, another Chicago who works on the show, he actually found me. I was outside the social network when I was in theaters. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, has anyone ever told you to like the president? And I handed him my business card, and he looked at it like, no way. He's like, I want to check everything I can do to you know, get you on, whatever. And then it just came to the point where it happened to be the top news story, you know, at that weekend. They dropped it on Bill in the meeting, and he's like, yes, I want him here. Get him here. And it was just great to have I respect respect me for something that I'm doing also and uh that was one of the best nights of my life I gotta tell <laughs> you I uh it really was I mean they're so classy over there you know they they flew me in flew me back out to where I needed to be and everything was just door-to-door service they were so happy to have me there I was extremely happy to be there <laughs> when they announced that I was there to finish you know my jokes the audience went crazy I just absorbed the energy shot it back out and my family, friends, everyone, fans are all happy. You now, know, I'm happy. And now, you know, Reggie, that night was awesome. are you uh, now? How often are you back in town? I was just home for my sister, uh, Janine. Really? And um, yeah, I was on WGN Morning News. Um, they're really cool. They always showed me love over there. Sure. Uh, and then did a few things around town, caught up with friends and family, and then bounced back out. But I'm going to be in Chicago, I think, on the 14th of July. No uh, way. Coming up. Well, then I, we, we need to have you live in the studio. We need to take you, uh, like, uh, we do a bunch of segments. Uh, you know, we do the Below the Beltway segments. Uh, we could, you know, take you out on the street and, and uh, do some interviews with, you know, with, uh, with some uh, real Chicagoans. What do you say? That would be fun. I, and I really do hope I have the time because when I come home, it kind of, you know, sucks now when uh, <laughs> it's just business because I can't see all my family, all my friends, and get the job done you know yes. and it's coming home it's such a tease because i mean you talk about the greatest you're talking about the greatest in the world the united states greatest city in the world is chicago you know and i always eat everything when i come home yeah. you know stuff myself my garrett's popcorn the second i get off the plane 
you know, then I get my LSB flu, my Nadi's all stuff, and <laughs> make my way around. So, um, Reggie, here's the deal. You know, he, I hope I have time. You know, I'm uh, I'm writing for the Washington Times, as you know. I also write for the Spectator. What I'd love to do is a pro is a, a profile piece of you, your experience, and um and kind of follow you around. You know, kind of you know Reggie Brown Chicago. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. If if it, does that sound like something you might be interested in? Oh, of course, absolutely. Well, well then I'll tell me? you what. Let's do this, Reggie. Can you stick? Can you stick around for one more segment? One more segment? Yeah, of course. Okay, brother. Uh, we will be right back with uh, with Reggie Brown, Chicago's uh, very own uh, Barack Obama impersonator, and uh, much, much more after this. Welcome back, Truth Squad. I'm William Kelly. And uh, you know something very exciting? We've got uh, Kelly Truth Squad TV coming soon. We are in full production and uh, syndicating. And it sounds like we're going to be uh, one of our very first episodes will be Reggie Brown as Barack Obama and as himself. Hey, Reggie, are you still there? Like yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, uh, so July 14th. We are going to follow you around with the, uh, the Kelly Truth Squad uh, TV crew, and uh, we're going to write it up for the spectator. All right, now double check with Dustin. Oh yeah, schedule's open, please. Before <laughs> I, I say I can't for sure. Dun- he knows my schedule better than me. Well, Dustin is awesome. Crazy. I'm telling you, man, uh, you've got you've got the right uh, um, promoter, manager, PR guy. Because uh, I've got about 50 emails in my uh, on my iPod from from Dustin. Uh, Dustin's insane. He is awesome. Um, <laughs> he is. Hey, can I ask you to do me a, a huge favor for the show here? Um, can you can ask. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if can I did. Um, could you do like a promo or two for us uh, for the Truth Squad? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, should I feed you the line? Uh, well, are these the lines we were talking about in an email? Or uh... yeah, let's let, let's do it. Um, I'll tell All you right. what. We, we, should we? Uh, let's just work our way down the list here, and you tell me which one. Uh, which one? Um, how about? Uh, hey, Barack Obama again. You know, uh, President of the United States, something like that. You just want me to go into B. You want me to start with A and then uh, go all the way down. You know, I'll, well, yeah. Let's start with the first one, and then we'll work our way down, and then and then okay. we'll uh, then we'll let the listeners uh, decide which one they like the best. Sounds good. There we go. Hey, I'm President Barack Obama, and I'm telling you, whatever you do, do not. And let me be clear: do not listen to the Kelly Troop Squad. I know where you live. Okay. Right, cool. Well, that that is definitely good. That that's a good one. Um, it's, right, it makes uh, it makes the, pros, the president sound a little ominous, though. So I don't know. Maybe we need a. Uh, let's try a different one. And you know what? If it, if it helps too, we can do these on. I can um, record them on my uh, in my little studio and send you the MP3 files or something if you need clarity. You know. If that there helps. you go. You probably, um, you you have just won the uh, the respect and the uh, love of uh, our, our the legendary uh, Brian McCarthy, our uh, producer. 
So, but but yeah. much, just for the sake of the just for the sake of the segment, the show here, uh, let, let's uh, let's do a few more. Okay. Hey, Barack. Again, you know, President of the United States. I thought I told you not to listen to the Kelly Truth Squad. What are you doing? <laughs> and see. Okay. Okay, it's Barack, and I see still listening to the Kelly Truth Squad on the Truth and Broadcasting Network. Thanks a lot, people. <laughs> I think I will use that one as my uh, my incoming uh, voicemail message. <laughs> <laughs> the Truth and Broadcasting Network. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. This is, um, you know, your story. I, I'm very, very happy for you. You know, you're you're a funny guy. Did you when you were in Chicago? Did you uh, did you uh, go to Second City? Did you do any of the uh, the stand up clubs, uh, Zanies, anything like that? I actually took um, took classes at the acting studio, voiceover training on yes. camera, and a couple technique classes. And unfortunately, I didn't. And that was something I always wanted to do at Second City, Chicago. But you know, with uh, coming up as a you know starving, struggling artist like right. a lot of people, you know, you don't really have the funding for. For that, so um, you know, I, I moved out here, took some classes at the Second City LA, and um, you know, just worked really hard to develop this character. And uh, then, um, I mean, I, I've had formal training, I had private acting coaching, and things like that. And I continue to uh, to study and do new techniques and classes as well. So it's always something where you know, in any field, you get better and education or anything like that so well, there's Reggie, a lot more to come in and out of character and absolutely it's be an awesome year. I can definitely tell you this uh, I was in the conservatory at Second City for a while I know the people over there I guarantee you that uh, that that we can work it out where we can bring the uh, Truth Squad you know TV production crew uh, to Second City and get you on the main stage at Second City on the 14th there's no doubt in my oh, mind we can make awesome. Yeah, That'd be amazing. They're they're doing. They've got a show up now um, that uh, obviously ha- has a a Barack Obama themed show, and uh, uh, I, I I cannot imagine them not wanting to uh, have uh, our show and our cameras and and you, uh, the pre- the the number one preeminent Barack Obama impersonator um, in the entire world yes. that we know of. You know who knows? Maybe Barack Obama actually has a body double. And uh, have they have they possibly? You no, know, no, any... it's only me. No one else. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, if if nothing else, Barack Obama has created one job in this country. You know, you should be getting all the stimulus money. Oh man, he's been stimulating my bank account in ways <laughs> you know you never know. There but, you go. Uh, no, it, like I said, it is because it has been a hard struggle, and this is the first year we're finally breaking clear of you know. Sure. We're finally starting to see the profit roll in, which is good because for a lot of artists out there, it is hard. And I'm just glad that I had my opportunity to uh, catch the spotlight. And, you know, now people all over know what I do, and it's been very well received. And we're kicking off a comedy tour. We have a reality show coming up. We've got a stage show in D.C., so we're going to be killing it this year. Wow. Well, I, I, we, our, uh, our show, The Truth Squad TV, is going to be on air in Washington, D.C. as well. So I'll tell you what, we will definitely, when, when you know you're Washington, any dates that you have in, in D.C., we will uh, we'll have a camera there for sure and uh, make sure that we... Uh, you're the man. Oh, yeah. Look at you hooking it up. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll tell you something. I have to do that for a fellow Chicagoan, right? 
appreciate it. Yeah. And while I am still on, I do want to say hi to my mom, Jane Brown. She's been with the post office for 33 years, wow. working her butt off for everyone. So yeah. I got to give my mom some love. There you right go. Now. <laughs> there you go. You see, you are a good guy. You are a Midwestern guy, a Chicago guy. I am. But um, so now, like growing up in Chicago, did how did that? Like, how did when did that actually like all click for you when you realized that hey, you know, you bear a, a striking resemblance to the president who is from well, older, the South Side, you know? Oh yeah, well, my older brother Lawrence, he, he was the first one to tell me, you know, like ten years ago, I looked like the guy I worked out at his gym, and then the same week I heard, wow, looked like my professor, you know, she wrote her name down or the name down, I googled him and saw a couple of pictures and then it kind of, you know, leveled off. I didn't hear anything for a while, but once he became a Senator, I worked at China grill on North Michigan Avenue, of uh, the hard rock hotel. Sure. And his office was on South Michigan. So all the people would come and break for lunch, come down and, Oh my God, you look so much like I'm going to tell them about you, this and that. And I mean, it happened hundreds of times. And I actually told people I was related to him in the beginning. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm his <laughs> uh, nephew, you know, just joking around. And then right. people would come in to meet Barack Obama's nephew. And I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I lied. You know? <laughs> I'm not related. And, uh, then, you know, as he started running for president, I'm not kidding you. Everyone, every single day would come up and say, you look just like him. And wow. I was just like, all right, my best friend, Dan Blaggett, she's like, you have to do something with this, Reg. So I got a couple of my friends together, um, cameraman Tiago Lima. He's actually uh, been a prop guy in Chicago. He's hilarious. He shot it for me. We put it up on the Internet. Next day, it would caught international news. And next week, I was flying to Palm Springs to sign a contract. And my life pretty much changed uh, ever since. Well, Reggie, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. You're awesome. We'll see you Thank in you. Chicago July 14th. We'll see you on True Squad TV. And uh, go to uh, kellytruesquad.com to find uh, We'll link up with Reggie and all of his activities. Thank you, Reggie. Thanks a lot, you guys. I don't care if it's standard fair to them. I'm beaches only rap until you pick it up the vine. Don't do it fine. Don't do it time. Fearless reporter William J. Kelly has walked the walk, not just talked the talk. And his events are not just talk either. If you want to be part of the best political events, meet national political leaders, share your opinion, and have your voice be heard, subscribe today at kellytruesquad.com. At kellytruesquad.com, you'll get all the latest news, not just talk events, charity features, and cutting-edge political video. You won't want to miss a thing, so sign up now at kellytruesquad.com and get your daily dose of William J. Kelly. The Truth and Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, back to the Kelly Truth Squad. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, and uh, we are off to a, a new season of the show, new station. Uh, notify the affiliates that uh, around the country that we will be definitely going over today uh, because there's uh, because we've been off the air for so long. There's uh, so many things that we have to talk about, no, new issues, obviously, and the national issue right now, obviously, is the Republican presidential primary. And uh, Warner, we got a buddy of yours, a colleague of yours. Actually. We do indeed. Uh, terrific guy, um, Ben Howell. Are you there, brother? I am indeed. No, I bet Thank you don't you get introduction. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's my first Rocky intro. I really appreciate it. <laughs> 
Well, if you ever want me to introduce you, uh, all I need is uh, for the uh, the the, um, the plane fare and the uh, hotel accommodations <laughs> uh, out to North way. Carolina, and uh, and uh, I'd be more than happy to do that if you throw in a couple of steak dinners and uh, my <laughs> my usual five thousand uh, um, uh, dollar parents fee. Well, I actually I I already have uh, uh, an entrance band every time I come home. That uh, that plays just when I enter the enter the house. Oh, so well, there you go. Okay. I just I just keep them with me. Well, in, just in case you ever need me, I just wanted to let, I just wanted to let you know that uh, that I, I am available. It. But uh, but anyway, my God, well, what did you now? What were your what was your take on the Iowa uh, uh, caucus? Well, uh, you know, before uh, it happened, I I had I thought that um, if Perry didn't uh, uh, come in closer than fourth. He would drop out, and I thought that uh, uh, there was a good chance that he and Gingrich would be duking it out uh, for the for the fourth place or third place spot. I was a little surprised with how it turned out. Uh, I knew Son, I knew Santorum would do well, uh, but I really didn't think it was going to be that close between him uh, between him and Romney. That was kind of a surprise. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, because I, I just you know he he had a very well timed bump. Sure. You know every everybody's gotten the opportunity to be the front runner it seems except Huntsman. And a good thing too. you know, his his happened to take place right around the time that the Iowa caucuses happened, and, and as a result, he got this bump. But I, you know, it 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 seemed to have more reality to it than a lot of people thought it thought it did. You know that um, that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, what well, do you I, think I, about Perry going into New Hampshire? I mean, does he has he got any ground game there at all? Uh, I think that he's probably going to go to New Hampshire for the debates, just to be in the debates, and then just. But that's it. I don't, I don't think he's going to campaign there. He doesn't have a shot. If I was going to advise Santorum, I'd tell him the same thing. Don't even bother. Um, you know, straight that's Romney Huntsman territory. What's that? Go straight to South Carolina? I, I think so. I think that South Carolina is where it's at. I think, um, you know, it, it, Iowa, it, it sets the stage for how, uh, you know, the early part of the primary season is going to go. But I think that ultimately South Carolina is going to be the place where uh, it's, it's make or break. I mean, this is where Fred Thompson dropped out last time. This is where the tables just started to turn on Huckabee uh, last time. This is uh, this has had a consistent record, South Carolina, of choosing the correct candidate. Right, and what they um, say, South Carolina's chosen, you know, been the one to choose uh, uh, the the candidate many, many, many years in a row. Oh yes, I think uh, we I missed think once on recently. Something like thirty or forty years at this point of picking the candidate. Um, now, Iowa actually does have a pretty good record, uh, but they've definitely slipped up on, on choosing, especially recently, uh, more so than South Carolina. So, yeah, I, I, I do think uh, Romney needs to do well up there um, in order to counteract that he won't do well in South Carolina. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, um, so what, what do you – I mean, who do you think – is uh, I, well. Let me just uh, ask you uh, point blank: Who do you think is going to be the Republican nominee? Well, if you asked me this morning, I, I was uh, I would have said that uh, Mitt Romney is going to be the nominee, and Barack Obama is going to be the president. Um, the events unfolded a little. Uh, it was it was kind of weird how things unfolded this morning. Uh, last night closed with everybody pretty much feeling like this is going to be a Santorum Romney Gingrich race. Uh, Gingrich needs to make up some lost ground, et cetera. Huntsman may stick it out for a while, but but you know really it can be between Romney and um, and Santorum. But then Bachman dropped out and Perry stayed in. Right. 
So uh, when that happened, it, it, it threw everything off because now you've got a couple of different dynamics that are going to play against each other. Uh, one is, are Santorum and Perry going to be duking it out so hard that we have a repeat of 2008? This time, Romney is McCain, and Huckabee and Romney are played by Perry and Santorum. Well, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe Newt gets to the point where he doesn't care if he is uh, a viable candidate anymore and just is in it to beat up Romney. And that may help Santorum because uh, uh, certainly people will sour on Newt for being so negative, and uh, what he does will hurt Romney, so maybe they'll go to Santorum uh, as a result. What do you think of that? It would be interesting if we had, instead of the, instead of the usual conservative eating each other's lunch, it would be interesting to have a more establishment version of that, where where the conservative is letting them destroy each other. Um, right. I think, though, in all likelihood, um, Gingrich is going to more want to ally himself uh, with with the Perry and Santorum campaigns. I'm not sure he. Uh, I'm not sure that he wants to lose by way of just not getting enough votes. I I I, I picture that he may want to set himself up to be part of the victory, even if he's not the actual candidate. And that, that could come in the form of creating an alliance, which he's already hinted he might be willing to do. Meaning he might uh, find him, uh, end up on the ticket well, as right. VP? Like, like he may actually step back and endorse. Um, I think it, it's going to depend a little bit on whether or not his numbers continue to decline. Uh, if he feels like he's got a shot, I'm sure he'll take it. But rather than bowing out after his you know, loses South Carolina or something, I could picture him saying, look, this, we can't let Romney be the president. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to back out and, and, and back Perry or back Santorum. So do you think, uh, uh, I think either one of those candidates he could do that with. So are you, are you, do you think that uh, Newt might find himself, uh, is, is going to see himself on the, uh, find himself on the ticket either as president or vice president? You know, it's, it's possible, but I, I, I think that more than likely um, what's going to happen is, I mean, it's just my, Total guess here, but I, you know this is kind of a weak foreign policy lineup. Um, nobody on the stage, with the exception of Huntsman, has a, a, a serious foreign policy background. I mean, Romney thus far seems to be his experience at the Olympics, which you could say is foreign policy, but it's business foreign policy. I'm not sure it really counts. No. Uh, so I, I have a feeling they're going to want to go for somebody that has that. Uh, I'm not sure New qualifies. I think he'll be involved heavily in, in, in campaigning and stumping for whoever it is that's the eventual nominee. He can, Maybe he could, he'll even be involved. He in could the, be the czar for writing a book a week. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, it's not like he's not going to benefit by even having campaigned. I mean, right. you know, he's, he's, there's been quite a few book sales involved with this. Right. And back to Romney, I, I agree with you. He doesn't have foreign policy experience any more than uh, than uh, Obama had foreign policy experience by living in Indonesia for a couple of that's years. That's right. <laughs> right. I, I, it, it doesn't fly, really. I mean, um, I think uh, governors probably have more foreign policy experience in general because they have to uh, host dignitaries sometimes. or, or Hey, Ben, you know, um, I have a question uh, for you regarding the possibility of a third party, a uh, third, uh, ca- you know, an independent candidate. Can you stick around for another segment? Yeah, sure. Hey, Ben, thank you. And we'll be right back with more Kelly Truth Squad after this. Right on, America. More with the Kelly Truth Squad coming your way next.
This is William J. Kelly. Now that the U.S. Supreme Court has overturned the Chicago handgun ban, it's time to get ready. Chicagoans are now finally able to keep and bear arms to protect themselves and their families, and it's about time. All you have to do is complete a Chicago certification course at Illinois Gunworks, and that is the only place you need to go. It's easy. I just did it myself. Illinois Gunworks offers the Chicago certification course and a bunch of other training courses with the best experts in town, state certified instructors, the kind of people you want training you. You could spend the whole day at Illinois Gunworks. They carry most brands and can special order any kind you'd like. Just call Illinois Gunworks at 773-889-1114 or visit IllinoisGunworks.com. Illinois Gunworks is located at 7229 West Grand Avenue in Elmwood Park. Make Illinois Gunworks your first stop today. This is Maureen O'Laughlin, producer of the Kelly True Squad, and I'm here to tell you about KellyTrueSquad.com's Not Just Talk events. Fearless reporter and political commentator William J. Kelly has been on the front lines of taxpayer activism for more than 20 years. From Rahm Emanuel to Dick Durbin, Bobby Rush, and Bill Clinton, he has stood up for the taxpayers when no one else has. But he doesn't just report on corruption. He confronts bad politicians head-on. He has walked the walk, not just talked the talk. And his events are not just talk either. If you want to be part of where the action is, if you want to be part of the best political events, insider receptions, and parties, meet national political leaders, share your opinion, and have your voice be heard. Subscribe today at kellytruesquad.com. At kellytruesquad.com, you'll get all the latest news events and charity features and cutting-edge political video. You won't want to miss a thing. So sign up now at kellytruesquad.com and get your daily dose of William J. Kelly. The Kelly Truth Squad, only on the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, and uh, we have the legendary Maureen O'Laughlin as our producer. Thank you, Maureen, for being here. And Warner Todd Houston. There you go. Thank you, brother. No, thank you for saying my name. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I was using your alias earlier. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, you know, I you don't I don't know if you want to be associated with me. That's the problem. Well, that's you know, point, yeah. you I've know. gotten some emails to that effect. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. But you see, that's the problem with being a conservative in Chicago. Yes, indeed. Is that people will be like, hey, don't you don't want to be associated with a conservative? But anywhere in anywhere else in the country, people would be like, well, you know, this guy's just making sense. But in Chicago, it's kind of a, uh, you know, you're a right-wing extremist. If you play by the rules, if you believe in, uh, you know, traditional values, then that makes you kind of an oddball. Well, you, you, get, you get the thing that you, uh, you guys don't really want to do that, do you? <laughs> there you go. But, uh, but you know what? We got somebody on the line who does understand. And um, I, I realize I'm probably going to have to file for asylum in the Chicago office of uh, Red State if they have one. You know what? We should have like uh, we should have like a Red State uh, office in every in Chicago, so that uh, so that maybe we we might end end up having to file for asylum there someday. Just to uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that um, uh, Rahm Emanuel has. Uh has already determined that we're not allowed to set up any kind of shop there. <laughs> there you go. So, that's part of his G8 rules, I think. Yeah, right? that's exactly. right. This is Ben Howe from uh, Red State again. So. Yes, indeed. In fact, Ben, you know, since we are obviously on the topic of uh, presidential politics, but, um, you know, what is your perspective, uh, you know, as somebody who... You know, it, it, you know, it's. I, I'm always curious how people outside of Chicago view, genuinely view Chicago, and our new mayor Rahm Emanuel 
Um, do you see him as uh, as a perfectly legitimate mayor, or do you uh, do you have uh, reservations about about Rahm Emanuel uh, becoming well, mayor? You know, I mean, this is my outsider perspective. First of all, my, I'm a little connected to Chicago because my my mom uh, is actually from Algonquin, which is right outside of there. Sure, but um, and and I one of my business partners is also from Chicago, and he's given me lots of stories about Mayor Daly and. <clears throat> you know his reign of terror, and sure. and uh, what what I have been led to believe over time, and I don't know if it's accurate or not, is that Rahm Emanuel or anyone else that's going to be mayor, other than the original Mayor Daly, right, uh, has to sort of be knighted by the Daly family um, in in order to be allowed to be mayor. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that is the outside. Well, you know what? That kind of leads to my presidential question, and I'll, I'll you know, we'll, let's go with this for a little while first. What, what, what the Democrats do in Chicago, the Democrat operatives. I'm not talking about the reformer Democrats or the, you know, independent Democrats, but uh, the all Democrat, four. <laughs> all four of them, <laughs> uh, is, uh, is they will influence an election any way that they can, and one of the things that they'll do is they'll put a stalking horse candidate in a race. So, you know, you'll have the mayor's candidate, you know, whether that's Rahm or, or, you know, whoever. And then you'll have an actual reformer, somebody who genuinely is running because he loves Chicago and he's, a, and, you know, understands business and understands, um, you know, kind of the streets and how to, how to make Chicago a, a better city. And then you'll have... Uh, you know, the Democrat machine will put a one or more other candidates in the race to divide and and distract the voters. So, you know, let's say that the reform candidate is a black male. They'll put, um, you know, two more black males in there to call to call him every name in the book or, you know, or, you know, if it's a white female, they'll put, you know, two more white females in the race. They, they might just throw a whole grab bag of, you know, any, of anybody and everything that they can get uh, in there. And, you know, and of course, the media, to a great extent, is kind of in on the in on the game. So, uh, you know, so by the time the voters who you know, are pretty savvy, but, you know, it's such an, it's such a, an onslaught of deception that even the, the savviest of voters is going to, you know, by the, by the time the election rolls around, they're either, they, they either are scratching their heads or they, they don't vote at all. Right. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've been told that, um, that, uh, the, the system is fairly rigged, but also, and, and I'm curious, actually, if this is accurate. I've, I was told by a friend of mine who runs a website called Labor Union Report mm-hmm. um, that that the ROM has actually been pretty good on the unions. Have you heard anything about well, that? Actually, I've heard that, them that is true. Uh, the unions are not ROM's biggest fan. They haven't <laughs> liked him since all the way back in NAFTA days in the Clinton administration because ROM was part of sho- you know shoving that through, getting it right. passed. And the unions uh, did not heavily support Rom for mayor, so so it is indeed true that the unions are not uh, that Rom rather is not the union's favorite guy. Okay, right. Well, um, you know the 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 Chicago style thing that that I hear about as an outsider. Um, it, it, I mean, what you're describing, I, I didn't know that's how they did it, but that 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 fits with the narrative that I've been told, sure. which is that that uh, you know. Mayor Daley, uh, when he when he was the mayor, had more power than you know the governor. That that he was really the sort of the king of Illinois, 
uh, and and Chicago was his domain. Well, you know what they say: uh, there's Chicago, and then there's the rest of the state. You know, I mean, <laughs> Chicago right. pretty much is a, a controlling interest in state right. government. And if the mayor of Chicago is able to not only have complete control over the Democrat Party, which would include a Democrat mayor or a governor, but if he uh, is also able to then co-opt the business community, which would typically be Republican in any other city or state, and then he's able to also co-opt the actual Republican Party uh, so that uh, they can... Uh, slate the Republican Party candidates as well, um, uh, then then now we have a situation where there's really one party rule. And this is bad news. You know, uh, the state of Illinois is a perfect example of what, what one party rule will do, not only in terms of taxes, but corruption and, and crime, ultimately crime. Uh, you know, there's been just unbelievable horrific examples of, of crime in the city of Chicago. On New Year's Eve, there was a, a crime that uh, took place that is absolutely horrific, but it's received little or no uh, media attention, not only in the city of Chicago, but uh, certainly nationally. I haven't seen uh, any of these horrific crime stories that are taking place on almost a daily basis in Chicago well, uh, are getting so much that the, the news couldn't even keep up with it, even, mm. even if they wanted to. Try. Yeah, that must be the explanation. That must be the explanation. But well, uh, and, and I'm sure there's at least some, you know, the, the, there's got to be the history of Chicago um, and and Al Capone and and all of that. I mean, I got to believe that it's not like the the uh, criminal elements just up and moved. Uh, back then, right? I mean, there's 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 still going to be some criminal control taking place in Chicago. Well, um, you know, it, it's it's just uh, it's just hard for them to compete with the Democrat Party. That's the <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So so they had to move to Cicero, yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, and then they made their peace. So uh, I guess uh, yeah, I, I guess yeah, there there's uh, I guess you could say that Rom is like a uh, a peacetime uh, consigliere or whatever they call That's it. Right. You know, I th- uh, right. the, guy, Chicago, he, the Chicago mob a couple years ago said, so, you know. I hear it's nice up in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try that. Uh, that's try that. There you there. go. Oh, they've got a few summer homes in Mich- Michigan. How do you, but uh, but yeah. So so Ram has made. Maybe Ram asked permission to be mayor when Mayor Daly on, on the day of his daughter's wedding and and all that good stuff, uh, like the Godfather did, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, Ram is. He, you know, he's it, been, it does sound like a family organization wedding. Yeah. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> There you go, and uh, that was Mayor Daly, by the way. Yeah, and if you do refuse, then uh, every door in Illinois will be closed to you. You will have to move to another state. But, um, the friend of mine didn't even live in Chicago. He said that the politics in the nearby town were were, were not dissimilar. It was like a forty-year uh, un, unopposed Democrat mayor. Right. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of areas like that in in, in Illinois. Upstate and downstate, for that matter. Well, here's the well, thing. Let's put let's put it this way. Yeah. In, in in the in the Illinois Republican Party, a large portion of the counties don't even have organizations for the GOP, and and many of them don't even have a committeeman. Ben, not, not, in fact, one. I'll tell you something. For 20 years, I've been involved in Illinois Republican politics, and I ask this question to myself on a regular basis, and I'm asking it openly now. Are, is the Illinois Republican Party actually this incompetent, or are they doing it on purpose? And I'll tell you something. This has national implications for the presidential election. This is the question I wanted to ask you, but I'm going to have to ask you after the break. Can you stick around for one more, one more segment with yeah. us? 
Thank you, yeah, Ben. We'll be back with more Kelly Truth Squad after this. Have no fear. The Kelly Truth Squad will be right back after this. This is President Barack Obama. You have reached the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, please leave a message, and William J. Kelly will be happy to return your call tomorrow. The Kelly Truth Squad, only on the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, and uh, we are very, we're up and running here. I, I told you that we were going to have a little bit of a shaky, uh, you know, kind of re- restart of the Kelly Truth Squad after getting thrown off of WIND for challenging Rahm Emanuel's petitions, uh, but uh, of his uh, petitions for mayor of the city of Chicago. But... Um, but you know what? That's ancient news now. That's in the past. And we don't live in the past. We live in the future. Darn right. And, uh, and we've got a presidential. Uh, we're in the, we are already in the throes of a presidential election uh, in this country that will change, that will obviously de- uh, you know, determine the, the entire. This is the single most important presidential campaign uh, in the history of the world. Okay, that's the way I see it, and thank God I finally got that sentence out. I think Miller, <laughs> I think Miller Fillmore said that too. Oh, was that right? Yeah. Well, anyway, um, and I'm sure that at that time it was, and and I'm sure some historians would uh, maybe agree. But uh, at any rate, here's the bottom line: we have a presidential uh, election that's going to that is, in my opinion, the most important in the history of the world. It's going to change, obviously the course of American history and world history, okay? Whether whether or not the idea of America will even continue to exist, in my opinion. And the problem is that we have a lot of people who live outside of Chicago that don't fully understand how the Democrat machine works and how Barack Obama and Rahm Emanuel and David Axelrod are going to run and gun this thing. And what I think that they're going to do nationally, this is my opinion, and I want to get Ben, uh, Ben Howell from Red State. Uh, Ben, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Thank you, brother. I want to get Ben's opinion on this uh, so that I don't think it, so it's not just, you know, William Kelly, local, 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 inside baseball. I want to see if somebody, you know, who has a, a, a broader perspective can, uh, can verify the, the veracity of this claim that I'm about to make. I think that the Democrat machine is going to do on a national level what they've done locally, and that is throw a stalking horse, a third candidate in the race, to uh, siphon off votes, and um, and it wouldn't be the first time that they've done this, uh, even in a presidential. Um, you know, uh, there was a, a guy named Ross Perot, if if you recall. And yeah. uh, um, I think that they're going to, I genuinely believe, in fact, I'll make this prediction right here, right now, that, that, that uh, Rahm Emanuel and David Axelrod are going to throw uh, uh, Donald Trump in the, uh, in the presidential race as an independent, as a third-party candidate to reelect Barack Obama. Uh, and we wow. should note, we should note that... Uh, uh, President Obama's entire team, Valerie Jarrett, David Axelrod, mm-hmm. you know, even Rahm at some point. Uh, sure. They're all Chicago people. Sure. That's what's that's what's in Washington, D.C. Chicago is been taken to Washington, D.C. Oh, and, and then some. It's been taken uh, globally now. Um, so ben, what do you think about that? Wh- what do you think? Is that is that something that you think is just uh, uh, is that something that uh, that you think has some uh, some some uh, possibilities? I think that if they were going to do that, um, I, I think that, that it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. Uh, my, my biggest concern would be people who are so uh, unhappy with the Republican lineup that would fall for it. 
Sure. Um, but but I think what could prevent it would be uh, Donald Trump. Like I I I, I got to believe he'd have to be tricked in order to end up being <laughs> You really th- um, you really think so? I do because wow, what I, an I, aug- I, he's a great actor, isn't he? <laughs> Donald Trump might that, just be the greatest actor in the history of the world. He's got so so you really you're buying could, you're buying uh, Trump's uh, um, I'm uh, I'm more conservative than Fu Manchu uh, act. No, well, I think that he I think he understands branding, and sure. from from a branding perspective, he would never make it as a Democrat. Uh-huh. Uh, so he he has to run uh, to right because his character will only appeal in that direction. I think he thinks he's uh, sort of a, a, a Ron Paul uh, without the baggage. He's wrong, but I think that's what he thinks he is. Well, then let me ask you a question, Ben. Um, this might be a little bit of a trick question, so uh, here it goes. Would you ever believe that a Republican would give uh, any money to Rahm Emanuel's campaign for mayor? Any money. Ten cents. Would I believe that a Republican A would? real Republican. Somebody that believes in Republican, uh, the real, the platform of the Republican Party, the part, Republican Party uh, uh, values and principles. I, I, I think that if, this is what I'll say, I've, I've seen people in situations where they're doing something they believe to be strategic do things that I would otherwise have, have not thought they would do. Okay. So these, I, I, I would say that if, if the Republican that's running is a sham and, and it's probably going to be softer on the unions. I could see a Republican contributing to Rom in the sense that they think, well, he sucks, but the other guy sucks more. So you're <laughs> so so you're so I guess here's my question. So you're saying so I could definitely see where a novice, uh, somebody who's naive, could potentially make a mistake like that. But I don't think that uh, that Donald Trump has ever been uh, uh, called naive or a pushover no. or, or no. a patsy or a, or, a, or a pansy for anybody. Um, I would say that anything that he does, he's doing for a reason. Maybe like uh, a building permit to build the, uh, the tall, uh, one of the tallest buildings in Chicago. Sure, uh, but I think that he is also um, his celebrity these days. In my opinion, ever since The Apprentice, I think that his celebrity is, is much more important to him than his business interests. So you're I mean, saying he that he could be bribed uh, with the promise of greater celebrity. I think that whether or not he realizes he's being bribed, I, I could see him uh, falling victim to a play that, that plays on his ego. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for instance, if, if there was any interest group that was to convince him that he should run on a third party because he's what America wants, Donald Trump wants to believe he's what America wants. Uh, so if, if, if somebody was able to make a compelling case to him whether or not they were legitimately believing it, I think he could fall for it. Well, I've got a fact checker here, our producer, Maureen. Maureen, how, many, how much money did Donald Trump uh, contribute to Rahm Emanuel's campaign for mayor? Is it like 50000 more or less? I think that's about right. Okay, so uh, I could be off by a few thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, so let me ask you this. Ben, yeah. honestly, brother, okay? Uh-huh. I believe that you're a conservative, okay? Oh, yeah. That, you're, that your, your conservative values are not based on your, your business interests or, or uh, you know, that, hey, you, got it, you could get a job, uh, you know, working for this company or that company if you, if you, uh, if you, uh, you know, tow this line or mouth this, uh, this, well, this wait, line. Are you offering me a job? <laughs> but uh, I think you'd fit in just fine over here. But, but here's my question. If you thought that you could somehow improve your business interest by 
um, by contributing fifty thousand dollars to Rahm Emanuel's campaign for mayor, would you do it? No, no, not if I certainly not if I thought uh, that it was going to be detrimental for the city. Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, in, in fact, I do. Um, I, I, I create uh, videos for campaigns. Sure. Um, and you know, to be perfectly honest, Barack Obama's good for business. Um, uh-huh. His existence is is not bad for me. Well, then let me ask you this: as a real person, as a guy, as as a real patriot, yeah, well, patriot. I want to make sure that I say though that yeah. I, you know I'm still going to vote Republican. Right. Exactly. Whether or not he's good for business, I, he's not good for America. Okay, so there you go. Uh, so right. that's so that's the answer that I would expect from a real Republican. Um, right. You know, you can understand the point. You know, I understand the point you're making. You understand the point I'm making. But in the final analysis, even even if it's not good for your business, even if it's not good for my business as a conservative, you know, commentator, talk show host, uh, um, you know, uh, speaker available to uh, be flown uh, around the country, uh, put up in the finest hotels, and serve steak dinners, um, right. then uh, I, uh, you know, I would still want to see. Uh, a, a conservative president uh, defeat Barack Obama, mm-hmm. um, and I and even if somebody said to me, "Look, uh, you know, give us fifty thousand dollars, and we'll make sure that you can have all the steak dinners you want, you can have all the you know whatever you want." Well, this is the thing: uh, Donald Trump is a wealthy, wealthy man, right? And a wealthy man doesn't need to be offered um, money or material possessions. There's only one thing that a wealthy man. Uh, of his stature can be offered, uh, I guess there's a bribe, you would say, and that's power and um, uh, things that, that that he covets for mm-hmm. his ego. Sure. So uh, I, I think that he's absolutely susceptible to falling uh, for the idea that he should run third party because I think he runs on ego. I, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if, if, I don't know why he would have contributed to Rom's campaign other than to try to appear as though he's, he's, he's center of the road and, you know, not partisan. Um, but, or maybe there was a business interest or whatever, but I, I think that in, in, in the end, the Donald is going to do what he thinks is best, uh, not for America, but for, um, for his ability to exert power. Yeah, and you know what? And let me just say this. The way you just phrased that, which, by the way, was excellent, thank you, um, would disqualify him as ever being a Republican candidate for anything. is certainly a Tea Party sure. candidate for anything. Oh, I think we rejected him. I think that he tried to come in and um, and, and sell himself, uh, once again, brand himself, mm-hmm. and he fell short in the same way that Ron Paul consistently falls short, in the same way that Ross Perot fell short. And, how and how that, is his new book uh, selling, by the way, his conservative uh, manifesto? And who wrote that book, by the way? Selling? Yeah. Do we, do we know? Uh, uh, I have no idea. Honestly. His publisher. I, mean, I, I know that my publisher, um, Eagle, actually. Uh, in fact, I hope they don't listen to this because they're his publisher. But uh, and they own Redstate.com. Um, but in that case, it's sure. a great book. <laughs> <laughs> his public. Hey, nobody paid me to say that. Yeah, hey, you know. I listen. I've always admired Donald Trump, and I even even interviewed him in a previous life when I uh, did an entertainment show in Chicago. I got a chance to interview him. He was very nice to me. Shook my hand. Uh, gave me the time of day to talk uh, to talk to me. In fact, if you go to that YouTube. Uh, and you search uh, upscale TV Donald Trump, you'll see the interview. Yeah, yeah. Go to that YouTube. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Donald Trump uh, was always a hero of mine. In fact, I would say he was uh, an influence in my life. But right now, I think he's playing with uh, he's playing with the future of America, 
And uh, anybody who thinks that they're going to play with the future of America is on the wrong side of me. And um, and if he if he decides he wants to go third party, then um, I think we're going to have to make that known to the rest of the country that this guy contributed to Rahm Emanuel. And I understand the notion of contributing to maybe a conservative Democrat or something. You know, I grew up, like I said, in Chicago, Irish Catholic, conservative. But, um, you know, the fact of the matter is that... Uh, uh, that there's a difference between a conservative Democrat and Rahm Emanuel. Uh, so, uh, so the bottom line is, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I hope uh, Donald Trump is done uh, with his, uh, his 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 book tour, and he's going to leave, uh, you know, the 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 rest of uh, the campaign alone at this point. But uh, right, you're exactly right. To come ben. out with like a apprentice apprentice government edition or something. There you go. Right. I, and, uh, and, and Ben's uh, exactly right. It's all about it's all about the Donald. It, it isn't about the country, and it isn't about what's good for politics. It, it's a big giant ego trip. And and it Ben, is. I just want to say thank you for sticking with us for uh, our, uh, our 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 uh, our uh, our show. And and I hope that uh, you'll be back uh, with the Kelly True Squad in the, in uh, in the near future. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Thank guys. you, brother. And we'll be back with more Kelly Truth Squad after this. Okay. Thank Thanks a lot, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Oh, you already and, should um, I, I, I No, no, no. Let's see if he's still back in. No, it's all good. Here, listen. You're still there, Ben? Yeah. Okay. We want to thank you a lot, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was good. I had, a, I had fun. Great. Thank you, brother. Right on, America. More with the Kelly Truth Squad coming your way next. And President Barack Obama. In 2012, if I do get kicked out of the White House, I'm counting on William J. Kelly uh, to create a new job for me uh, hosting a TV show on the Truth and Broadcasting Network. The Truth and Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, back to the Kelly Truth Squad. Welcome back to the, uh, the Kelly Truth Squad Talk of the Town segment. I'm William Kelly, and uh, we have man's best friend, uh, uh, the dog, the canine, is uh, is what I've been told, and, and it's been my experience, too, as well, okay? Unlike a lot of things uh, that I've been told that turn out not to be the case. You see what I mean, uh, Warner? Absolutely. But, uh, I know a lot of things that are not my best friend. <laughs> but uh, but I, I had a dog when I was a kid growing up. I think, did you have a dog, Warner? No, I never did. I was allergic to everything on the planet when I was a kid. You gotta be kidding me! Are you not still anymore. allergic? Not at all. But so, so, not, so you can get a dog now. I think I could. Well, yeah. that's perfect. Perfect timing because we've kids. got because uh, <laughs> because uh, we've got uh, we actually have Rochelle. She is with uh, she's with Paws, and I'm gonna let her tell uh, tell it, okay? Because I'm sure she's more knowledgeable about this than I am. Rochelle, are you there? I'm there. Thank you, gentlemen, for having us this evening to talk about man's best friend, and I don't think you could have said it better. Yes, indeed. I, I And I'm sure you've heard many, many stories of people talking about their pets. And uh, and you can and the the truth of the matter is that dogs, the, the thing that's great about dogs is that they truly are the most loyal, affectionate animals. They, they, they're right there with you, and, uh, and they, they seem to empathize with their, their, human, uh, their human masters. Oh, it's so true, and you can't, you know, there's nothing better than unconditional love. Yes, indeed. <laughs> there, there isn't enough of that in this world today. I, I think we need, uh, we need, we could learn a lesson from the, uh, from the canine. Uh, we, we really could, and it's so neat, because I think they give back more to us than we give to them. They're so forgiving. You know, the glass is always half full versus half empty. They're sure. always happy to see you. They don't care what kind of mood you're in or what kind of day you had. They're just 
They, they provide an amazing level of companionship. And there's been quite a few studies uh, done that they really actually help, um, help us live longer lives because sure. they provide stress relief, they provide companionship, and, you know, once again, there's nothing better than unconditional love. Absolutely. Um, now, Rochelle, where, where is, uh, I understand that, first of all, PAUSE is having an event that's coming up very soon. Am I, am I right about that? Yeah, you are. We actually have um, our animal magnetism. It's going to be on Friday, February seventeenth at Gallery Marchetti, oh, sure. uh, which is in the city of Chicago. And it's just a it's a wonderful evening. It's a night of dancing, cocktails, dining, silent auction, and we have a great raffle. Uh, tickets are one hundred and twenty-five dollars per person, and then twenty-five dollars for your pet. So the pets are invited as well. Nice, and uh, and I and I that is a great location to have an event. We've we've had a few events there for uh, Talk of the Town, and and everybody is always happy. Um, there's the you know to go there, and, and it's an easy place to get around. And right. um, here's and it's so important yeah. because we need events like this, these type of fundraising events for us, really enable us to do what we do for animals. And one of the main services we provide is spay neuter. Okay. We have the uh, Lurie Clinic, which is located at 3516 West 26th Street in Little Village. And this past year, we did over 17,000 surgeries, running at 66% free. Wow. So for people that aren't able to afford spay-neuter services or don't have access to veterinary services, our clinic is there to make sure these animals don't reproduce, and we all know how important it is to spay and neuter your pet, um, as well as we also have uh, low-cost vaccines. So if your oh. pet's not spayed and neutered, one of the best things you can do in 2012 is call our clinic and get your animals uh, get your animals sterilized. Now, I've also heard that there is a uh, uh, an adoption service for people who are looking for a pet. Exactly. So number one, we absolutely believe in prevention through spay neuter, and then but uh, up at 1997, we have our adoption center. So for people that are looking to get a pet. Um, we have our adoption center, and this past year we saved uh, just about 4,300 lives. And these are animals that came from Chicago's Animal Care and Control and, you know, potentially didn't have a chance of finding a home. Their owners could no longer care for them or they were strays. Well, I, anything that we can do to help uh, promote that. I, I, I was, uh, for, a long, for the longest time, I've, I've always thought it would be great to have like a, uh, a, a, a actually adopt a dog for the for the show for the Aww. for the Kelly Truth Squad and have him like sit right here in the studio uh, on the chair next to me and wear the headphones and and <laughs> and somehow participate in the show. Oh, I think that would be great. And what's really neat about adopting is the fact that you are saving a life. And sure. there's. So many um, misconceptions about shelter animals, and what we've done is by being in, you know, a great neighborhood, by having a really nice uh, center where the animals are in suites, they mm -hmm. get five walks a day, um, they're paired with other dogs, we're able to show... They're having they a better lifestyle than I am, Michelle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know what? I don't begrudge them. I don't want to be the kind of guy that goes around hating on uh, the, 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 the canines, okay? The That's right. I, I want to, I, I am, I'm happy for them, okay? And, and I'm hoping that that good karma is going to come back to me, Rochelle. 
Oh, it absolutely is. And I'll tell you what's really neat, and you, you, you've probably seen this, I think people that have animals and have a love and passion for animals are really great people. So yes. not only is it a great way to save a life, but if you've got some spare time, it's a great place to volunteer. We really depend on volunteers to help at our adoption center with walking the dogs, playing absolutely. with the cats, you know, doing the adoptions. And what a great way to meet people and people that have something in common with and, you. And to give back, too, because in a, in a, in a, if you really think about it, dogs, in a way, are volunteers. I mean, it's not like, you know, they're, 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 they're not getting paid, or at least they don't think, they don't look at it that way. You know what I mean? And um, I guess the, the other thing that I would, uh, you know, what I was kind of thinking is that if we had, if we would adopt a dog, you know, on the, on the show, on the Talk of the Town, every week, take their picture, put it up there on Facebook or something, then they would be like a celebrity dog. <laughs> and then you would be able to find that dog a home instantly, and then they'd, there'd be a backstory. You know, people when they're out there walking, they can say, eh, "My dog was a was a big radio personality, a big radio star." With our luck, the dog will start demanding, you know, all kinds of per diems. No, and, uh, dogs don't do that. In. No, no, they don't do that. The dogs don't have limo. No, no, we'll do that. We'll provide the limo. We'll make that happen. I can. I've, we've got connections. We've got. A, we've got limo sponsors. We're gonna. We're, we will make it. Everything work out for that dog. I swear to God. I swear that uh, dog is gonna be is gonna be super, super, super happy about this. We're gonna change our station letters to WLP. We love dogs. Oh, <laughs> we love dogs. Or it's just WPAW. Uh, yeah, oh, I like that. There you go. What a great idea! Not only is it great for the dog to get exposure and have a lot of fun with you, but what a great thing for the team there at the station too to have a. a four-legged friend wagging his tail. And I agree. Happy to see everybody. Um, you know what? I Well, then we have to adopt a dog, and we have to come to your February event, yeah. and uh, we have to uh, maybe do a live radio radio remote where, uh, yeah. you know, where we can uh, we can showcase a number of, uh, of dogs that uh, are budding, you know, and that they want to get into the break into the radio business. Yeah. <laughs> I like that kind of like a casting call at our adoption center, right? Exactly right. <laughs> I like it. Here's a question for you. I've noticed that uh, my building has a weight requirement. Uh, do, you, do you run into a lot of people that have problems with uh, maybe getting a dog that uh, when, you know, they want, a, they want a nice, you know, they want a big dog and then they have a, uh, their building has a weight requirement? You know, we will see that every now and then. What's great about Chicago, Chicago and the Chicagoland area is such a great dog community mm -hmm. that if at your current residence or where you currently live, that's a challenge. There's plenty of other buildings in the city that sure. don't have that requirement. And uh, we definitely encourage people to check to see what kind of restrictions that they do have in their buildings before they do it, before they decide yes. to adopt so that when they come in, you know, they don't fall in love with something that their landlords or their association is going to say, hey, that dog's too big for this or, you know, that's, that's the size isn't right for, you know, the, the association or whatever it may be. So we definitely sure. encourage people. And if you're a big dog person, you know, you like that, the, 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 the size of the dog and the personality, you could always get a dachshund who's like a big dog in a small dog body. Ah, okay. Well then, uh, well then, maybe that's uh, that's what we'll do. And okay. Well then, we we definitely need a dog uh, with um, you know with a, a personality uh, for radio. Uh, they always say a face for radio, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like we do. <laughs> like we do. Exactly. 
exactly. But uh, hey, Rochelle, I, I'm really excited. I'm happy that we uh, that that uh, you know we're definitely going to swing by and, and meet with you at uh, at Paws and uh, hopefully uh, adopt a dog for uh, for the talk of the town uh, show and uh, and then bring and then join there uh, at the at your February event. Uh, what what's your website? How can people find out more about the event? We're at www.pawschicago.org, and we've got information on not only the animal magnetism event that's coming up, but also our adoption center and the dogs that we do have available for adoption. Rochelle, well once again, you're, you're awesome, and uh, thanks for being on Talk of the Town. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great evening. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have no fear. The Kelly Truth Squad will be right back after this. I'm President Barack Obama. And I'm here to tell you, whatever you do, do not, and let me be clear, do not listen to the Kelly Truth Squad. Now back to the Kelly Truth Squad on the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad Talk of the Town segment. Okay, uh, it's uh, it's it's our it's our it is actually our element the talk of the town you see if uh, if you were watching the kelly true squad on tv right now that big talk of the town logo would just go smack right right in the middle of the screen it would almost like slap you in the face talk of the town (laughs) and i'm william kelly so uh at any rate we are back and we you know what i love about the talk of the town segment is that we we meet all the good people in the in in uh, the city, all the cool people, all anyway. the cool people, yeah. and uh, and then we get a chance to go to these events and we take pictures. We put that on uh, the blog and the Facebook and the Twitter, and we send that out. So so if you have a charity, if you have an event, if you would like to be uh, featured on the Talk of the Town segment, go to kellytruthsquad.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and and then people will be following you. Because uh, because they'll they'll see you on the show, uh, they'll hear you on the radio, they'll see you on the the the, the Facebook, and uh, and then they're going to um, then they're going to be following you, and that's how that works. So, and uh, that makes me feel good, especially when it's a charity that uh, is close to my heart. And that's why uh, Vanessa is here uh, to talk to us. Hey, Vanessa, are you there? Hi, yes, I am. Vanessa, thank you so much for being on Talk of the Town uh, with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh well, here's the thing. We uh, I understand that you have an event that, if I'm not mistaken, is coming up real soon. Uh, uh, who's who is it for, and where's it going to be? Yes, we do. It's actually next Saturday, January 14th. Okay. The event is called Dancing with the Seals. We kind of played off Dancing with the Stars because our event is benefiting the Navy Seal Foundation. Ah. Yeah, so we have a wonderful evening planned for Saturday, January 14th. It's going to be downtown Chicago at the new Radisson Blue Hotel. Oh, wow. I've heard... a lot uh, of great acclaim, yeah. Absolutely. I, I hear people buzzing about the uh, uh, the Radisson Blue Hotel all the time. Yes, it's at the Aqua property, which um, Aqua has won a numerous awards for sure. best building nationally, internationally. Awesome. So it's a wonderful building and a wonderful new hotel, so we're excited to bring... Our event there next Saturday night. Phenomenal, and uh, and and so it's right down there in uh, downtown Chicago. Yes, it's just steps from Millennium Park, right? You know, basically where the river meets the lake, wow. right across from uh, Navy Pier by Millennium Park, Grant Park. The greatest, um, the greatest city in the in the history of the world, Vanessa. I agree. In, in <laughs> my in my humble uh, non biased opinion. 
And what, yeah, and what could be better than helping out uh, our folks in uniform? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a great cause. Absolutely. And, and, now what, and now what does the Navy SEAL Foundation do, Vanessa? Well, the Navy SEAL Foundation basically supports like ongoing Navy, Naval special, war, special war, warfare community and their families. So they yes. definitely help people in need. Um, you know, this year's been a tragic, or last year was kind of ups and downs with the, the Navy SEALs. And yes. they definitely help out a lot of families who have lost one, loved ones who are you know, active Navy SEALs. Yes. So it basically really just supports their community and their families. So we're just going to jump in there and try and help raise more money. Um, my company, Magellan Development Group, um, is hosting the event because we have a pretty close tie. Um, we're pretty good friends with um, a commander, uh, master-in-chief, who's going to be present at the event, along mm-hmm. with about, oh gosh, about a dozen other um, probably active and some retired Navy SEALs. Outstanding. So, uh, so you won't have to hire security for that event? No, I don't think so. And I can't tell you their name, otherwise, you know... You might have to shoot me. <laughs> there you go. I, I got gotcha. you. Well, yeah. I mean, that is, um, you know, that that is truly, you know, that that's truly amazing and 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 awesome and wonderful. And and the seals, you know, they're the elite of the elite. Obviously, they're the ones who um, I'm sure everybody knows by now uh, were able to locate and identify and uh, mm-hmm. do away with, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden, who. Uh, you know, managed to elude us and elude justice for so long. And so, uh, and then they were able to, you know, they were able to, uh, you know, bring closure to a lot of people as a result of, uh, you know, uh, as a result of that action. Exactly. So that's why we want to honor them and celebrate them and, you know, raise funds for, for families in need. Yes. And um, and obviously the tra- the the great tragedy that then followed of and it, it seemed very quick very short order time uh, after the uh, you know the the Navy SEALs locating and and um, putting an end to Osama bin Laden's uh, reign of terror uh, a number of of our of our SEALs uh, SEAL Team Six were uh, were tragically. Uh, killed in a uh, helicopter. Yeah, they really have the one of the most dangerous jobs. Yes, in in the military, I mm-hmm. mean, they're always in danger. It, sure, it's, it's not like so many of the other military guys where, uh, you know, they're they're, you know, in bases and things. A lot mm-hmm. there. I mean, they're out there on the front line, behind the front line. Right, they're, they're out there, you know, this, uh, cloak and dagger stuff. I mean, this is dangerous work. Right, and um, and you know, I I think that uh, you know, in in the water, in the air, in the you know, jumping out of, uh, you know, repelling off of helicopters. Uh, you know, it's the kind of stuff that, you know, you you only, you, you can only can imagine in a movie. Yeah, a fella could get hurt doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, Vanessa, so, I mean, so th- this sounds like a great uh, a great cause. It is a great cause. And, and I think, you know, everyone can can support that. Uh, you know, these are people who, who clearly are heroes. They're They're risking their lives. Uh, you know, for us, they've devoted their lives to the premise that, uh, um, you know, that they that they're willing to fight for freedom in a way that, you know, few of us could ever possibly imagine or uh, or ever be called upon to do or be capable of doing, even if we were called upon it. Um, you know, so uh, um, so 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 anything, anything that we can ever do for, you know, the SEALs or, the, or their family, obviously, um, it's the least that we can do. Uh, um, so how how are how would people go about getting a ticket uh, to the to the event on Saturday? Sure, it's actually very simple. We actually have a website called DancingWithTheSeals.com. Okay. And on that website, you can go on and you can purchase your tickets. Tickets are two hundred dollars a ticket, but it is um, from seven to eleven p.m. Full dinner buffet, 
open premium bar. We do have um, a real great cover band called Dr. Bombay Plains. We're going to have live music. Nice. We actually got the uh, Fred Astaire Dance Studio to come on in. They're going to have some of their professional dancers uh, kick off the night with a dance number. Uh, we're just going to have a lot of, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of dancing, and a lot of opportunities to mingle with a lot of these Navy SEALs that are going to be there. And it's just going to be a, a really great evening at the Radisson Blue, and there's ballet and all that good stuff. So if you coming down, you can go ahead and uh, drive and park your car, or we even have um, discounted room rates for, I believe, about $145 a night, which you can find all that information on the DancingWithTheSeals.com website. Outstanding. And if you're and if you're a SEAL, if you're a member of the SEAL team, you can just uh, swim up the Chicago River <laughs> and uh, and then just uh, jump the, you know, I, you know, I live right off that Chicago River now. Where do you, oh, you, where do you check yeah. your website? I, 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 uh, I grew up, uh, you know, in Chicago my whole life, but now I live downtown. And and I always thought that if uh, Chicago was ever invaded, that Chicago River, that would be that would be the way to do it. The, like the Viking style, you know, they, would, they could just go right up that Chicago River, you know, while everybody's asleep, maybe a couple of joggers would see him but you know that's about it um but uh but anyway hopefully that won't happen you know it's, it's cold but they know how to they know how to handle that i guess yeah <laughs> and, you know and especially now you know now i feel kind of stupid because i just i just gave away the the secret to how to invade the city of chicago oh, and just make and the, sure make sure they do it on the on the dance night and then we'll have a whole retinue of seals to there you go the invasion exactly right yeah that would be an historic that would be truly a mythical uh story <laughs> uh you know uh you know you something that you know hasn't happened since the days of charlemagne uh, where, you know, in the middle of some grand banquet, uh, there's an invasion, and then, you know, all the knights are, are, are called out to, to actually uh, repel. I'm thinking an HBO movie. I'm thinking, yeah, I, I think so. But uh, but anyway, and there's dancing, and uh, and uh, so, so I mean, there, there's there's going to be some, there, so even if uh, even if that does happen, which I don't think it's going to, and, and like I said, I, I hear I feel stupid, because here I am live on the radio, Giving away a, uh, a very, uh, you know, it's like that guy on CNN that's up there, you know, talking about like how to build a bomb or something, you know. Uh, you know, I, I here I am, uh, you know, I'm live on the radio talking about uh, the way that, you know, somebody could well, actually. We are in Chicago, and wasn't it the Chicago Tribune that gave the Japanese all of our plans uh, uh, in World War II? Wasn't you know what? That was before my Chicago? time. Oh, really? I didn't know. Well, I didn't... it was mine too. You know, I, but but you know what? Even though that was clearly before my time, I am now canceling my subscription to the Chicago Tribune as a result of that. I'm going to write them a letter. I'm going to be like, "What the heck were you what, thinking?" What was that World War Two thing? <laughs> but uh, anyway, Vanessa, you know what? I can honestly tell you, I I am truly, you know, obviously, I I love America and I and I'm and I love freedom. And as a radio host, I I appreciate the fact that I can go on the radio and say pretty much whatever I want. And uh, and I wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for people like the seals. So what's what's that website again? It's dancing with the seals, and that's s e a l s dot com. Vanessa, thank you, and we will see you at Dancing with the Seals in uh, in February. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on. You got it. Your alternative resistance news source. Stick around for more Kelly Truth Squad after this. You're right where you belong. Barack Obama again. Uh, you know, President of the United States. Now, I thought I told you not to listen to the Kelly Truth Squad. What are you doing? The Truth and Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, back to the Kelly Truth Squad. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad Talk of the Town segment. This is my favorite segment of all of all the show. 
is the talk of the town because because we get to talk to uh, the 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 real people. Okay, none of these politicians, none of these. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sick and tired of talking to the celebrities, the uh, all of these uh, debutantes, the supermodels. You know what I mean? I want to talk to the real people. The people out there making a difference. Exactly right, and uh, that 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 could be a charity. It could be an event, a gala. Uh, it could be just people, regular people who uh, who are out there uh, doing uh, doing good things uh, in their community, and that's why if you want to be featured on the Talk of the Town segment, you go to the KellyTruthSquad.com, okay, and uh, just uh, follow us on Facebook and the Twitter and, and what have you, and and come to the events, okay? Come to our not just talk events. We have one almost every night of the every every night of the week, okay? We got the Cigar Society. We're out there singing karaoke, learning how to dance salsa. Okay, uh, but uh, uh, but one of the things that I'm absolutely excited about with uh, with the new talk of the town, uh, not just talk events, is our MMA team. Okay, we are training people uh, for our uh, our talk of the town. Uh, actually, it's called the Sportsaholic uh, MMA team, and we have a location that uh, that we're all going to be training at. I'm going to be training there. In fact, uh, I, I just started today. Uh, and I'm going to be there every single day, um, uh, and uh, and we've got uh, the owner, uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to let you tell it. Uh, okay. Well, basically, our our whole um, idea of the gym and facility is to bring back some kind of like mental toughness and in training and in the aspects of how how you're going about doing it. Um, yes. We like to keep things very uh, very different. We never, you know. We want to be uh, monotonous and uh, constantly changing up the workouts. I, uh, you know what? That that's awesome, and I, and and that's that's a very very good point because you know a lot of times what happens is people will uh, will in fact make that de- decision that determination that they want to to get in shape, they want to work out, but then even with all the determination in the world, if they're doing the same workout, uh, then a they're going to get bored. Okay, number one. Number, and B, uh, their body's going to get used to whatever it is they're doing. So even if, all, if they're doing their push-ups and sit-ups every day, at some point your body's just going to say, oh, yeah, 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 push-ups, sit-ups. <sighs> and, and, right. and it's not going to do anything for you. Right. But, uh, but with the MMA, with the boxing, you're constantly moving. You're constantly doing the cardio. It's a great, uh, you know, it's an awesome way to, uh, to get toned and really toned and ripped. And at the same time, you're meeting people. You know, you're meeting people uh, who you know are from your community that uh, that you uh, that have similar interests. I, I agree, and we have a uh, tremendous training staff here um, for each segment of the training. So it's a, it's a different trainer yelling at you. It's not like the same person constantly at at you. You know, that's um, funny because I I typically have the same person yelling at me all the same t- <laughs> uh, all the time. Yeah. But uh, so I, I'd like to mix that up too. By the way. But uh, but anyway, I think the the big question I have is, uh, do you have a trainer for the Twinkie Lift or the Beer Curl? I think that's what, <laughs> those are the two I'm best qualified for. Uh, I haven't gotten to them. Yet. Oh man! But uh, but you know, so, but the truth of the matter is that there there's more than a few uh, there's more than a few bars in the in the in the neighborhood. Uh, I'll, so I'll, I'll be there waiting yeah. for you when you get out. So uh, okay, but um, but anyway, so uh, here, so where are you guys located? What's the website? The website's uh, southsideknockout.com. Um, we're located at 3504 West 111th Street, basically right in between um, Kedzie and Pulaski. Got it. And um, and here's the thing. I, I, I can tell you from my own personal experience that once you start training, it is addictive. And you're and, and yet it also changes your mentality. Like you said, I, I, I'll just tell a personal story. It's kind of a, it's not the, the, 
uh, you know the best story in town. But uh, I uh, I was actually out in front of my building. This was uh, this happened a couple years ago now, and I was on the phone, and two guys came up behind me, and because I was in the because I was in front of my own building. It did. I, I, my guard was down. I grew up, you know, I grew up on the south side. I'd like to think that my guard, you know, that I'm pretty aware of my surroundings, but uh, but it just so happened that I'm downtown in front of my building in the Gold Coast, and two guys come up behind me. It didn't even cross my mind that I could be in any kind of danger. One guy throws a punch, clocks me right in the side of the face, right, and I. You know, I, I wasn't phased by it. I mean, it, it wasn't like uh, it, you knocked me out or anything. But the weird thing about it is that I was I was so I, I was so shocked by it that I didn't react. I literally just stood there. In fact, the first thing out of my mouth uh, was, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I thought this guy. I thought, "What? You know, this guy must be on drugs. There must be right. something wrong with him." No, he wanted to steal my phone. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so you know, here because I wasn't. In the mental state of being of readiness, I almost got killed, or I could have been killed. Um, so, uh, but anyway, uh, he didn't get my phone. I, I, I actually was backing like back into my building uh, to try to escape, essentially. Um, when um, uh, his uh, his partner then uh, punched me, and then the other guy punched me, and then they both started kicking me, and then I fell on the ground. And uh, but uh, but uh, but they did not get my phone, which uh, was uh, was which was kind of the most. Uh, at that time, I, I considered it a little bit of a victory, but I guarantee you—that was because it was an old phone, right? No, <laughs> I looked at it and said, "Out of heck with that." <laughs> no, but uh, but I guarantee you, if that situation happened again, I would be a little bit more. Uh, I would definitely be more prepared for for that situation. Right, or at least more, you know, confident in the fact that if you were in that situation, you would have an idea of what to do. Exactly. So confidence is a huge part of the facility as well. Just building people's confidence. If it's boxing or jujitsu, or if it's just being in shape. Yes, and if and and the thing about like jujitsu, you know, mixed martial arts, um, is that you know you know what to do not only in a in a stand up fight, uh, or you know, but but if you're on the ground, you better know what you better know what to do. Otherwise, you are going to get stomped on. And you know, with these flash mobs in Chicago, I, I'll be honest with you, you know, you better know how to handle yourself. Um, uh, you know, in in an extreme situation. Uh, so, so you know, I would highly recommend. You know, I, I I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm not going to recommend. I'm telling you right now. I'm going. Uh, I'm going for uh, to 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 the gym uh, to uh, Southside Knockout every uh, every day. I'm training. Um, I'm looking forward to um, some great events that uh, that I know uh, you've got coming up. Uh, you've got one coming up at Bourbon Street. Am I right? You, one of your fighters is uh, is going to be fighting up there. Right, we have one of our guys fighting at Bourbon Street um, for an MMA bout. It's the, the exact date is the 18th. Okay. Wednesday night. I'll be there. Okay. Heck yeah. And um, all right, well, very, very cool. And um, hey, listen, Brian, I, I truly appreciate it. I, I, I'd like to have you back on, on the guest, uh, on the show. Um, you know, you know, as often as possible, and um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to training at uh, Southside Knockout. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on here. And also, um, if people are interested, we are running a special on uh, Living Social as well. The website Living Social. Ah. Um, it's a two-day special, so it'll be done in two days. But it's thirty-five dollars for unlimited classes, which is a pretty good deal. It's like seventy-two percent off. So. Brian, that's awesome. Uh, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you uh, at Knockout uh, uh, Southside Knockout tomorrow. Good. Looks forward to training with you. 
Thank you, brother. Right on, America. More with the Kelly Truth Squad coming your way next. Okay, it's Barack again. And I see that you're still listening to the Kelly Truth Squad on the Truth and Broadcasting Network. Yeah, thanks a lot, folks. The Kelly Truth Squad, your alternative resistance news source. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, and this is my favorite segment. It's the Talk of the Town segment. In fact, if you were watching uh, Kelly Truth Squad TV, which you will be very, very soon, uh, the uh, Kelly Truth Squad uh, television uh, uh, show, that is, you, you, the uh, Talk of the Town uh, logo would just like uh, be like smack right in the middle of the TV set. It would like, almost like it slapped you in the face. But, uh, but uh, that's something to look forward to. Because <laughs> I, I always like a good slap in the face. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and speaking of that, um, we've got uh, we've got a great uh, person uh, that uh, you know who does a lot of good, amazing good work, and she does it uh, while having fun and 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 helping other people to have fun and um, and uh, raise money for charities and uh, and uh, help uh, businesses, local businesses also stay in business in this economy and, and make money themselves. So it's a, it's a phenomenal business model. If I, if I had an award, that's, if, I, if I could give an award to somebody, I, I would give it to our, our next guest. Hey, Kim, are you there? I am. That's quite an introduction. <laughs> uh, well, hey, listen. Um, I'm really excited uh, to have uh, to, to have you on the show. Uh, you know what? You can explain. You can explain your your um, organization better than I can. Please, you know, just tell us uh, what it is and um, and what and when your next event is. More more importantly. <laughs> Great. Well, just to clarify, I'm one of a group of seven founding hosts. Wow. And um, we created a, a just. Uh, we socialize together. We have um, a variety of different peer groups, and we all are very socially conscious young professionals. And um, we decided to form Stimulus Social Club, which is basically a network of socially conscious professionals in the Chicago area who enjoy going out but um, like kind of giving back to the community at the same time. So Perfect. we created a party, basically, where you make a small donation uh, collected by um, our selected beneficiary for the month. And you come into a, a venue, a restaurant, or a nightlife facility in the city of Chicago, get a free drink, and socialize and network, and everybody wins. That you know what that that is that is definitely a winner. What are some of the charities that uh, have benefited from this uh, this program already? Wow, we've had so many. We pick a different beneficiary every month, and we don't repeat. So we've had the Valentine Boys and Girls Center. Step Up Women's Network, Sit, Stay, Read, Girls on the Run, Gilda's Club, Rock for Kids. There's, there's so many out yes. there and so many more that we can't wait to help. So 501c3 organizations. Pardon? So like a 501c3 char- yeah, uh, charitable they, they organizations. Yeah, it has to be 501c3 and it needs to locally impact. We're all about the Chicago community and making sure that the money um, stays and circulates within our own community. What, are some, uh, uh, what are some of the venues that, uh, that you've had events at? Gosh, we've done so many. Uh, our inaugural event was at Rocket. We've um, since then have been to uh, uh, Zella. We've been to the Wit Hotel in the rooftop area oh, yeah. and the ballroom, which is a great space. My favorite. Um, gosh, uh, there's been so many. I mean, you name the hot venue in town, <laughs> and, and we've, we have definitely hosted an event there. And here's my question, Kim. At this point, are venues contacting you? 
Yes. Ah, that, that's a we nice. Uh, that's nice to finally be uh, in a position where where they're contacting you instead of you calling them and and like uh, uh, trying to explain your life story to them. You know. Absolutely, they're actually very accommodating, and I think even the venues in town um, enjoy the the idea of just giving back to the community. Yes. Of course, they benefit off of having a great crowd in there. We average anywhere from. 300 on a slow Wednesday in the middle of winter, wow. um, all the way up to we've had almost a thousand people. So. That's a great turnout. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, that. So you can only have venues now that uh, have a capacity of a thousand or more at this point. Oh, well, that would be great to say, but no, we, we keep it around 300 at the capacity, um, 300 or 400, depending on the season. You know how we Chicagoans love our rooftops, so we certainly get a way bigger turnout yes. um, when the sun is shining. Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. So I think we could have a, a, a an event that big just to get my creditors there. <laughs> All the guys that I owe money to. It, it'd be, a, you know, it'd be three, four hundred. <laughs> there you go. I will be. Five hundred one c three. But uh, so, so I guess here's the when is when is the next event? Our, our events take place on the first Wednesday of every month, so we actually have one coming up um, next month. It'll be on February first. Okay. And um, our beneficiary is actually a Chicago Bears kicker, Robbie Gold Foundation, the Golden Touch. Yes. Um, and we're doing it at Quay, which is um, by Navy Pier on Illinois. Well, so I live. I literally live like two blocks away from Quay. So if I can't make it to that one, Kim, then then we're then I'm really in trouble, right? Oh well, we expect to see you there now, and it's only a ten dollar donation. And I mean, truly, everybody makes yes. a donation. The volunteers at the door, which are supplied by the beneficiary, collect all the cash donations that night. Great. Um, and then each person gets a drink ticket, gets to have you know one beverage of their choice and um, some appetizers, and just have a great time with good people. And, and uh, yeah, I'm sure the best people in town. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, and uh, so Robbie Gold, uh, he, now he's he's a great guy. I, I know that he uh, obviously is with the Bears, um, and but you know I'm a lifelong Chicago and lifelong Bears fan. It's tough sometimes. I got to be honest with you, but uh, uh, but but you know uh, I'm sticking with the Bears. That's never going to change. <laughs> but uh, but Robbie, the great thing about Robbie is that where you know obviously there are examples of other you know, professional uh, ball players, I won't name any names, that, uh, you know, they, they, they get their name out there in, in negative ways. Robbie has, and, you know, has been a 100% positive guy. Yes. And, yes. and I, and I see him in the neighborhood, you know, every once in a while, I'll just like see him like at the Walgreens or something, you know, and, uh, and he just, he's like, he couldn't possibly be more down to earth, good guy. Exactly. And that's exactly the kind of people and brands we want to associate with, you know, what yes. they behind and just the kind of day to day, the life he chooses to lead is inspirational. And we, we're really excited to partner with him on this event. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, foundation, I should say. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Robbie. I'm looking forward to obviously, you know, seeing you and uh, and um, and Quay. Now, Quay is uh, a relatively new restaurant. I mean, they, they've been there for maybe about a year now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, beautiful inside, and it's, it's, you know, got that whole back area plus the entire restaurant, so they can definitely facilitate as many people as we bring in, so oh, sure. certainly spread the word. Yeah, when I was uh, doing a show, Upscale Chicago, a TV show on local yeah. Fox, WFLD yeah. TV, we did a lot of events at uh, that location when it was called Della Costa. I remember Della Costa. Yes, and yeah. uh, so um, they were. that was the place to go for margaritas and, and uh, just all kinds of great events. But uh, but so I, I'm really really looking forward to you know to coming out to Quay. Now what what's the website? How can people register? Well, we are very active on uh, Facebook under Stim Soch. You can become friends with S T I M 
Soch, S-O-C, but our website, which actually shows how much money we've raised, which is close to $150,000 since our launch in April Wow, 2009. congratulations. Thank you so much. And the website is stimulussocialclub.com, so stimulus, S-T-I-M-U-L-U-S, socialclub.com, and you can see where our upcoming events are going to be on there as well, so... We well, hope everybody will uh, join us in the fun. It really is fun. You don't even realize what good you're doing for the community because you're circulating with just fantastic people and great conversation and great environment. Yes, indeed. And and, uh, and, and it is great. And it's great to be associated with it. And I'm, I'm hoping that you'll be a, a regular guest on the show. And we'll certainly promote all of your events and all of your charities. Uh, I really appreciate uh, what you do, Kim. Thank you. Oh, we appreciate you helping us spread the word. Thank you so much. Look forward to speaking again. You got it. Thank you, Kim. And uh, we'll definitely see you out at Quay um, next month. And, and you know something? Thank you, Warner. And uh, thank you, uh, Maureen, for, uh, for being our, our, the new producer of uh, the Kelly Truth Squad. It's great to be back. And, we'll hope, and we hope that you'll join us back here on WCV next week because it's never too early to start tainting the jury pool. <laughs>